Welcome everybody to the John Lyon Podcast. This is episode 38. Ooh, We're back because I took a break off last week. But today we got my brother David. hey And the first time ever, his wife, Megan. Hi. Her mm. last name is Lyon too. She's not that progressive. <laughs> you should have. Uh, have you ever met someone in life who, oh, I'm, not, I'm, not yeah. changing, I'm not changing my last name. No. no I have. I have That's too. weird. Why? I visit, was visiting with somebody and then I had, like, had to leave and they're like, oh, what was your last name? Just to like, for the family. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, my name's this and his name's this. And I was like, oh, all right. And it was just kind of awkward and I went on. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't be too weird. If I had like a weird last name, I would probably want to take the other person's name. Like if I, my last name was Wiener, <laughs> you better bet I'm taking the other person's last name. What if their last name is something even weirder? Then you probably just break up with them. Wiener. Yeah, this is not going to work. So... Yeah, anyone wondering, I don't know if you guys listen on a regular basis. I think I have like five or ten people that listen on a regular basis. But Boom. last week, uh, the reason why we didn't have a podcast is my uh, sister-in-law passed away. So someone asked about it, like, hey, where's the podcast at? And I was like, I'm on my way to a funeral. Oof. And they felt horrible. Sorry, Marty. But it's all good. <laughs> uh, anyone who sent out love and support through Facebook or anything, thank you for that. But my wife's doing good. And uh, yeah, so um, episode 38 is what we're on. Boom, getting there. I got a fun fact. Okay, what's your fun fact? I'm interested. The Cookie Monster from Sesame Street okay. has a real name. What? His real name is Sid. What? What? Yes. The character? <laughs> yes. It's just like Why? something I found online. I think Frank Oz, who used to voice a lot of those Muppets back in the day, he named him Sid, and that was his real name. So where did he get the Cookie Monster from? I don't know. Because he's like, always eating the damn cookies? No, I, I think the character himself is Cookie Monster, but like, you know how sometimes, I don't know. Is it the, the guy That's who actually has the hand? <laughs> no, it's just that they like they used to call him like, oh, go grab Sid or something like that. Grab the, it was like a nickname for that huh. puppet or something like that. But So is Cookie Monster his last name? Yeah, it's Sid, Sid Cookie Sid, Monster. Sid Cookie Monster. Yeah. Is, is Cookie his middle name? Oh, Sid oh, Monster. So Sid Monster would yeah. be his. Sid C Monster. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, interesting. So. Wait, hold on. Does anybody else have, uh, like, is I don't Big know. Bird, is his name not Big? It's Bert. No, wait, that's already another name. Dang, Bert and Ernie. Wait, is Big Bird a male or female? I think he's male. Am I assuming, though? He does have a deeper voice. No, his voice, his voice his is voice pretty is, high. His, his voice he's, is very nasally. It sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is. How could you... You'd have to look mm. under the feathers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who wants to do that. What if yeah. he identifies differently, though? You never know. That's true. Yeah, I guess it pull the mic a little bit closer to you. Uh, maybe it's... Uh, uh, there you go. I don't know. And now I feel bad because I just called it an it. Yeah, you so did. that's not good. Speaking of, I saw a news article that the director of It... Mm-hmm. Did you guys see It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, he said that, that he promises the second one to be even scarier. Okay. So, Is he still going to call It It? I don't know. It's Pennywise. No, it's called It Chapter Two. Okay. So, um, aren't they they all adults? Yeah, but they have one confirmed actor for who is the girl? So Jessica Chastain. Okay, yeah. She's she's playing. She's a redhead, but she's playing the adult version. I think they had like all the kids say who they wanted as their like dream to play them as they're older, and Mm -hmm. the girl actually said she wanted Jessica Chastain. So that's cool. That's kind of cool. I think Bill Hader mm-hmm. is in talks to play somebody. That would be awesome. The kid who swears a ton. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then really James cool. McAvoy, who was on the movie Split, oh, who's yeah. also mm-hmm. on... Who would he be? He's going to be the main kid who stutters. stutters? Hmm. They, I could see in, that. He's yeah. in talks. I could see that. That'd so cool. Huh. Anyway, but 
we have a pretty good topic today, but before we get into that, this will tie into it. So uh, a couple weeks back, we reviewed a movie called A Quiet Place, and I hate writing out the word quiet, because yeah. I always mix up the E, and, I, yeah, so and I. it should be called Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah. Quiet place. This yeah. is A Quiet Place. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was actually called A Quiet Place. You saw it was called Quiet Place? I actually thought it was called Quiet Places. Oh, really? <laughs> I like, thought it was called Can I get two quiet for Quiet yeah, Places? I, yeah, I, I'm glad I found that, that out before I went and ordered my tickets, because yeah. that would have been embarrassing. No one really does that anymore now that we can just order them online. Did you go up to the window yeah. and ask for it? Oh, really? Yeah. I remember one time yeah. we went as kids, someone was right in front of Spencer that said uh, we were in Southern California, oh, so there's a lot of Hispanic people. And it was this. when the rebooted Planet of the Apes movie came out with Mark Wahlberg. And the guy right in front of Spencer was like, can I get two for Planet of the Chongos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, the best, I think, movie theater story was uh, our buddy Jonathan. When he was working there, there was a, a movie called for colored people only what or for colored girls only hmm. it was a movie like that but then there was a line mm-hmm. to that movie and someone typed out the name of the movie and mm-hmm. posted it on there so it made it look like the line for that for, movie was oh, for colored girls oh, only <laughs> oh gosh that's awful <laughs> oh people don't think about that one so we liked it you guys went and saw it last night and yeah. the reason why it ties into this if people are like what the freak why are we talking about this movie again is megan you were almost done with school, and you were studying what? My major is Deaf Studies, and then I have an emphasis on interpreting for ASL nice. in English. So when we first talked about this movie, David was like, I don't know if I want to see this because my wife might be super critical about the actual sign language in the movie. It's true. Uh, but Although, then I will say I was excited to see it because I found out they had deaf mentors for like the hearing actors, and then yeah. also the girl who is deaf in it is actually deaf in real life. So. Yeah. I think I, I was kind of excited about it. Yeah, of that. John Krasinski actually pushed for the girl to be actually deaf, Which so that would awesome. be more uh, realistic. Why doesn't he direct more? Because that was actually a really good movie. He directed yeah. two other movies that were like smaller, but I guess they weren't that good. So like everyone's hopefully he didn't direct Thirteen Hours because that was no, awful. he did not. <laughs> he just acted that was it really. I guess bad. he's kind of switching his career around because now he's on the that you know Jack Ryan. He's in yeah. a lot of movies. Yeah. He's a Tom Clancy character. Yeah. Yeah. So people like Harrison Ford have played him before, yep, and then. So uh, now, what's, was Chris Pine play? Yeah, one? played him okay. the last. So now there's a TV series on Amazon, and, mm-hmm. and John Krasinski is Jack Ryan. Hmm. So, well, and weird. I guess he's pretty ripped now too. So yeah, well, ever since Thirteen Hours, yeah, he got super ripped for that. But the got ripped. Is that but the, the movie like, sucked. Assassin, the military one, or something? yeah, the yeah. oh, okay. Benghazi one. Yeah. So, uh, I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion quickly on what you thought about the movie. Mm-hmm. What do you thought about the? interpretation of the interpreters yeah, <laughs> uh, um, and how it like kind of was if it was good or not if they if they could yeah. improve on things and then we want to jump into the topic that we have for today so did you I guys thought, like it i thought it was great it reminded me of signs actually yeah but a more updated version i still um, think i like signs better really yeah but i haven't rewatched. Actually, i haven't rewatched signs in years i actually really liked this one um it didn't tie together like signs did really at the end that's because I mean, Shyamalan always has like a oh, message yeah, he's between that, he's got that that you know twist and the message the between yes. the, behind but the whole movie. But this one kind of did too, almost a little bit in a way where well, he spent her whole life trying to figure out how to make her hear, and then that was what her weakness was was actually their weakness. Yeah, right, right. Because yep. they couldn't right. see. So yep. So it was kind of like her weakness that. was the strength. Yeah, with the, the strength feeding the, the creature. Yeah. Yes. So I liked that. But what about you, Megan? I I really liked it. I liked. I mean. The whole story in general, the ending. Yeah. I think that um, something I like too that 
we were actually talking about in class today, one of my teachers pointed out like a common, because um, like in deaf culture, storytelling is like a really big part of it and mm-hmm. a common like topic or theme for um, stories told by deaf people is like deaf gain, where like their deafness was an advantage. And that's kind of like what ended up happening like in this story. So it's, it's called deaf gain. Mm-hmm. So it, ga- it gained it, them like, something. Yeah, it was an advantage to them to be deaf, uh, okay. like for whatever happens in that story. So I think that that was kind of like a good, I don't want to say tribute, but like a good, a good thing, like for the deaf community to see, like kind of have a deaf gain story and like a more hearing majority cultural yeah. format. Yeah. Which of. it makes sense because movies obviously are for entertaining, but a lot of them, it does cater to the culture that can hear yeah. because it's all about the sound, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. acting, the voice acting, like whatever it is, it all has to do movies, unless you go the silent film route. Yeah. But right. I guess it's a whole nother topic yeah. we can get into. <laughs> is there um, anything that you thought was kind of... I was bummed that he died, but... Oh, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's right. It's been like a week or so. Say, didn't you guys already review it? Yeah, we okay. did. Yeah, it's fine. So, about that before uh, people listen. My bad. Whatever. Um, but I am it was good heartfelt, that, though, how yeah, it happened. I know. Yeah. I was like, it had to happen. And then also the actual, like, the ending, um, I the love last that scene the was gun. perfect. Because it was yeah. like, I don't want to see this go on. Like, I don't want to see them fight. Like I did think the gun part was kind of cheesy. It was cheesy, but like... It was good that they ended the way they did. exactly. But I was like, I don't want to see The way her face looked, it's... It would have been more believable if she still had like a, okay, we're going to do this, but I have a traumatized look mm-hmm. on my face. But it but all of a sudden turned into like, like an action it, star. Yeah. Like, let's do this shit. She should have yeah. grabbed the baby too. And then it was like, yeah, <laughs> one hand like, put a headband on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, what about the interpreting and the, the way they show the sign language? I think the sign language was good. Obviously, I mean, they had deaf mentors and stuff. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But my one thing that I was like, my one complaint about it is that it cut off, it cut off a lot. So it would like show it from behind and it's like you see their arms moving, but you can't really tell so it's like, like what they're saying or yeah, like so their I hands would be out too. of frame. Like so the, the frame for our audience, higher. like we know they're signing, but yeah. you didn't appreciate that. Why aren't you showing it? Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, they like, obviously get that, learn like, too. Yeah. yeah. I think they said the daughter or the girl who who's deaf mm-hmm. taught on set as well, mm-hmm. John Krasinski, to make it more believable between yeah. parent and Because I thought that it was good, but it's like, oh, yeah, they are cutting out the, the hands out of the yeah, frame. Yeah, they just, the framing of it just So sometimes, like, off. it depends on where the hands were. If they were up here, then obviously it showed it, but if they were down here, then yeah, it was like, then they were would cut, cut them off. off. Yeah, yeah. weird. Is it crazy, though, like, I know that they did a really good job as well of, like, when it's her listening, there's no sound? Yeah. And then when, did, yeah, that was... And even when other people are listening, it, there's, you can tell there's sound because we can hear, but, like, it's still quiet. Mm-hmm. But like the John Krasinski just the, yeah, does this mean no? Stop. Stop? Stop. Oh, mm-hmm. he yeah. was just like way into it. But like, yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to another podcast and they were making jokes like, you got a freaking teenager, which sucks to have that in the apocalypse. <laughs> and then you put on the fact that she's deaf yeah. and she still asks the stupidest questions. Yeah. <laughs> she's, the, he's like, the stupidest question is from a teenager, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, freaking don't ask these dang questions. And that's why I was saying on the review, it's just like, man, kids just... It sucks having kids in the apocalypse because they yeah. have to learn at the same time. I, but I have a question: Was that baby planned? Because what were you thinking? I know, dude. I just didn't make because sense. the yeah, apocalypse was wasn't like too that. far into the future. Like they stole electricity. Because they still had a lot of other stuff. So they definitely had to have like birth well, control. Well, that's the thing. Is well, I was trying to do the time frame here because the first like date that it gives is like eighty nine days in. Yeah. So it's like, is it the next one was it hundred and eighty or hundred and seventy two hundred three hundred. I think it's three hundred and seventy. So that means it was about a year later almost. Yes. So that means mm-hmm. that they it was planned because it was after that kid or that Yeah, but it still could have been an accident. Yeah. What? Condom could have broke. Ooh. Or like they Maybe expire. He, 
That's maybe true. Maybe he forever. made too much sound, and then <laughs> I don't know. And then it, someone said and he got scared and it broke. Someone on the internet just said like, why didn't they just live next to the waterfall? Yeah, I know. That's a good question. But I guess it's like the something that's comfort super loud. Well, it's like comfort in like living in your own house and whatnot, which we don't yeah. really know if that was their own house. But I thought the like execution of the creatures of like not showing them right away. Mm-hmm. So yep. that very first scene is insane. Yeah. It's like, that's why I appreciate the movie because it got right into it. It's no mm-hmm. BS. It's just like, this movie's 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. We have a story to tell. That was the other thing that I liked. It was, yeah. It was short. Because they, like, they didn't have a lot yeah. of scenes of exposition where people were explaining everything. Like, it was just right. when they panned in to a year or so later where John Krasinski's fixing things, mm-hmm. you get the story from like the yeah, news all clipping. This stuff yeah, on and you're like, that's all you need. Research. It's like a, it's not like a freaking. Thought-provoking yeah. well, philosophical movie. Well, it's kind of the movie. same thing as how you mentioned like that it would be quiet when it's showing like just her because that's like a way of showing that she's deaf without even saying. Yeah, like yeah. it never actually says that she's. I mean, deaf. it does show the well, maybe the cochlear. Yeah. So uh, does she have that in real life? She has to because it's a magnet like inside your skull. So Whoa. the way it's yeah. like. Well, couldn't for a movie there. for movie well, magic for movie, they could just, movie, they could I mean, just stick maybe, it on there. But it looked, I would assume she has. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Hmm. But who who came up with that name cochlear? Yeah, so that's it's weird. that part of the ear, I think. That's uh, probably oh, a, is that what it is? an actual part of the ear. Yeah. The part of the ear makes that, 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 see, it, that like, makes sense. Into, it's just weird how like we, or it's called like a cochlea or something cochlea? like that. Yeah, Sounds like, that like part a flavor of, the, of soda. Yeah, I was, was going to say cochlea is like coke dealer. Something yeah, like well, it's weird because Jessica is almost done with her pregnancy, but she's having fake, they call them fake contractions. And there's a name for it. They're called the Braxton, Braxton Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, like, what the freak is that? Yeah. So I Googled it. Mm-hmm. The, it's easy. Every time, just think of, if you don't know what the name is and where it came from, it's most likely- Someone's name? Exactly. This guy's name is John Braxton Hicks. I'm like, well, why don't they just name him John Hicks? Because it's just maybe yeah. dual, maybe Braxton sounds fancier. I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Maybe he didn't want to be attached to it with John Hicks. So he's like, I'll let you call it after me, but not by my first yeah, name, just my middle know. name. <laughs> I, that always amazes me how like people come up with with- Things Names. like uh, I was thinking about this uh, the other day at work was uh, Lazy Susan. Like the only thing, <laughs> the only thing I could think of was like this, this like husband and wife were like always in like arguments with each other, and she was like, "Damn it, Stephen, it's never gonna work." And he's like, "Shut up, woman! <laughs> oh, you're so lazy. I'm gonna name this damn invention after you because you're so lazy." And then yeah. that's what it was, Lazy Susan. Lazy Susan. That's probably exactly what it was. It's, it's always weird, like. How is that lazy Susan? It's weird. <laughs> is that the one that makes it like turn? Yeah, it turns food? around. Yeah. I think she was just too lazy to reach across the table. So yeah. and he had like, to make there it, it is. device. He's like, I wonder what I should call this. And she goes like, I don't know. Let me get that over there. He's like, hmm. Lazy and Susan. Then, that's weird. Damn you, lazy Susan. So yeah, that's just a jumping off point. We're not going to review the movie any more than that. But I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So what I really wanted to talk about today was... Um, a couple weeks ago, our older brother was weirded out when he found out that there's a giant split in the community or the deaf community on if people think that being deaf is a disability or if it is not. So before we get into that, though, Megan, I wanted to ask a few questions about like why you decided to study American Sign Language, mm-hmm. deaf studies and all that stuff, and like what kind of career opportunities for anyone who's listening, um, pros and cons of this major, if there is any. And then uh, we can go from there. So first one is, uh, what ex- kind of experiences led you to like this career path, like of wanting to do this? It sounds it's going to sound kind of funny because honestly, the only reason why I took a sign language sign language class in the first place is because I didn't want to take Spanish, mm-hmm. and I needed it <laughs> for my general eds for my AA when yeah. I was at, at community college in California. So I started off just like, oh, that one sounds fun. So I took it. My sister and I took it together. 
And then we just like fell in love with the language. We just thought it was really awesome and like really beautiful. And then they also teach you a lot about deaf culture Mm -hmm. in the ASL classes as well. So that kind of opened up a whole new world. Like there is deaf culture. There's a whole deaf community of people, you know, who basically like see deafness as like a good, like they're proud of it, you know, and it's not. So it kind of just opened up a whole new world and I just continued with it. And then. Would you say it opened up your ears? I'm just kidding. That was a (laughs) bad joke. (laughs) Your eyes. There you go. (laughs) Stupid. More incoming puns for this whole episode. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, that's really cool. So then, so basically you just tried avoiding Spanish and then you went that route. Yeah. Boom. So, uh, what kind of, um. What are some maybe like you say like pros of or the major of of you know deaf studies or American Sign Language or interpreting or things like that? Any pros you've seen since being almost done with your major? Um, I think there. I mean, just like any other career, there's pros and cons. So yeah. it can be good, like if you're freelancing and being able to make your own schedule, like set your own pay. Obviously, you want to take like your credentials and experience into account when you're doing that, and uh-huh. you know be fair with it, but. Just a lot of like flexibility as far as like scheduling and like different opportunities. There's a lot of different, you know, there's educational, there's freelance, there's medical, there's legal, there's the VRS, like to interpret phone calls over kind of like a video. And that's, sex yeah, chats. so like, what you say? Sex chats. Sex chats. <laughs> so that you, rarely happens. Uh, it does? Yeah. Rarely. Rarely or it does? Rarely. Oh, but rarely. It hap- it, well, they, I mean, it can. They have the it, right it. to have a sex call just like uh, yeah. a hearing person. Like a webcam. Well, well yeah, you, she would have to be the one that does it. <laughs> but I mean, if they decide to go that route, yeah. possibly. Every, that's on a movie, but I can't. I can never oh. remember that. Oh, like this. So this okay, so because the, how does that work again? So it it's so it's basically like the interpreter skyping or like facetiming, like video with the deaf person, and then they have a little headset, and you're and talking to the talk person to the they're trying to call. Person. So it's yeah. like interpreting a phone call. Okay, because I remember when I worked at Wells Fargo. You would have. As soon as I answered, a special message say, came on. I yeah. was like, oh, crap, I'm not ready for this. I don't know what to do. Uh, and so, wait, so if it was a sex call, then so you're basically just. You should, so the sex person would be talking to you. And then you oh, would like have a, to. Like, you'd have to. Like a phone line. Yeah, like a, yeah exactly. Like, like a, those hotlines. Yeah, hotlines, exactly. And so you'd have to interpret Which that. I'm not sure if people really do that anymore. I know. Because <laughs> the internet. Do, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then you would interpret the stuff they're saying to yeah, the deaf person. Exactly. And then like, you have to watch the deaf baby, person do like, stuff. Yeah. I well, just want to emphasize that, like, doesn't really, like, that's, that's not rare. A very common. Yeah. Is it, isn't it more common? Just like, hi, pick me up. Like, I'm. It's normally like, I, I mean, I've quick. never worked VRS, yeah. so I don't know for sure. But... I'm assuming it's more so like dealing with everyday, like, things like businesses. And all the other stuff. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Account number. So when you talk about freelance, when it comes to sign language or interpreting, like mm-hmm. meaning, like you ha- you make your own hours, you you pick what products you want to work. So does that kind of style have to deal with a lot of self control and self discipline of creating your own schedule? Yeah, and then also like it, I mean, it just depends on the person. If you work for an agency, and then the agency can contact uh, you about appointments and offer you different opportunities and things like that, and then. You get limited information because obviously confidentiality is yeah. like taken into account with that before you accept it. So you get limited information to be able to see like, is this something that I'm qualified for that I think I would be able to handle? And then you can either turn it down or take it. And huh. then, yeah. So then would there be any, I guess with any major as well, like you said, is there any cons? Like, have you seen anything that you wish they would do differently in the major of interpreting or uh, deaf studies and ASL? Well, the program I'm in right now is awesome. Like, 
I don't. And you I go mean, to U of U, yeah. Utah. That's where yeah. I graduated, Utah Valley University. My teachers probably can come up with a list of things that they want to change and do different and do better. But as a student, I think it's it's a pretty solid program. I think that there are definitely some cons that I've learned after starting the program that I wasn't really aware of before. Okay. Like a, it's really really hard oh, to interpret. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. Our brains like are literally not wired to like take in information and process it while you're saying information and still taking information. Yeah. It's like. It's a lot on your processing. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that's a con. That's like a challenge that I'm, you know, eventually we'll get there. But I think the biggest con that at least I've come across in my experience so far is just that since it is a really hard, like, career and, like, thing to do, the burnout tends to be pretty soon. Like, the, uh, the common interpreter burnout is, like, around 10 years. So a lot of my so instructors... So, like, after you finish school and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Like, working for 10 years and then being like, I, I'm done with this, like, just burnt out on it. So one of my teachers, like, really pushes us to, like, have other options and stuff, like, uh, in the like future. Like, plan Bs and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. I don't know many teachers or majors that would... I mean, I know a lot of them do, but that's that's smart that they've seen from research and studies that mm-hmm. a lot of people drop out of this, so yeah, you better so have a backup They're basically plan. telling you it's super hard. Yeah, yeah. and so. from experience, too, like, that's why a lot of them are teachers now. <laughs> like, oh. they still do some freelance on the side and stuff, or... One of my teachers is also a lawyer, so he he only takes cases that have to do with deaf rights. So yeah. all his clients are deaf, and he kind of like serves the community that way too. Uh-huh. So I don't think he interprets it all anymore, but it really just depends on yeah the person and how long they can do it and how yeah. long they can. That makes sense. So yeah. then, are all what point in your major? Obviously, your generals that's different. But what what point in your major did like like are all your teachers deaf or they? Or some of them are and they only met you, you have to sign in every class? Like, is that with every class you have or? Um, it just depends. Uh, most of the cultural classes I take, I think actually all of the cultural classes I've taken have been with deaf instructors. Mm-hmm. And then Which the makes sense to get to know the culture. Yeah, years. and they have firsthand experience and stuff that yeah. they can kind of share about, which is really cool. And then for um, the interpreting classes, it's mostly hearing teachers. Okay. Just so that they can mm-hmm. go back between both languages. Yeah. Now, with other majors... You're always going to have teachers who throw in their two cents of like, even if it's not a political class, like you'll get to know the teacher over a few months of like what their politics are. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed in this major because, which we're going to talk about in a bit, the split of the community where like you have met teachers who are like, no, deafness is not a disability or yes, it is. I think that anybody who's involved in the, the deaf studies program at UVU, like students, teachers, Anybody who has had that kind of exposure to the deaf community would agree that it's not a disability. It's not a disability. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So then that, okay, so we'll get more into that split in a bit. So uh, I'm just going to pull up some uh, stuff on Wikipedia. Just so we're all on the same page, uh, I pulled up hearing loss on Wikipedia because we also know that you don't just lose hearing from, you know, being born with it. You can be older age or illness or whatever. I'm just going to go with a few paragraphs. I don't want to drown everybody with these facts. So it says hearing loss, also known as hearing impairment, uh, is a partial or total inability to hear. A deaf person has little or to no hearing. This is all just basic stuff. Um, hearing loss may occur in one or both ears. In children, hearing problems can affect the ability to learn spoken language. And in adults, it can cause work-related difficulties. Um, which, by the way, before I go further, there was an article. It literally happened hours ago. Or what's today? The 26th? Today's the 25th. No, it got reported today. Wait, 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 wait. No, today's not the 25th. Today's the 25th. It's 25th. It is. is Because the meme that that one girl who said, what's the perfect date? Or from the movie, she says not to 
It's not April, too cold, not too warm. Yeah, April 25th. Is, she thought, they were asking her, like, what's the perfect date as far as going out with a guy? I think so. Yeah. And then she's dumb, so she says, oh, the perfect date is April 25th because it's not too hot, not too what cold. What was this on? This was on a Miss it's on a movie. It's like those, I'm not positive, but. Those dumb, like, uh, just awful like a beauty pageant. Beauty pageant yeah, where they're like, yeah. they give horrible answers. Anyway, so this happened in Virginia. A uh, deaf grocery store worker punched by customer. She didn't hear asking for help. So it says Liberty Gratz. What kind of a name is that? Um, she said a grocery store worker said a customer punched her when she didn't respond to an unheard question. She is deaf and has vision loss. She's worked at Publix supermarket in Virginia since it opened last fall. On Sunday, Liberty was kneeling to arrange items on a lower shelf when she said the shopper hit her. All of a sudden, I felt someone that went to zero for t- or from zero to sixty. Real, quick. I know, right? <laughs> Says her story. All of a sudden, I felt some woman hit me in my back. Liberty said through her mother, Jeanette Gratz, interpreting according to the WRIC. Liberty's mother said she couldn't hear the woman asking where to find an item in the store, so the woman became frustrated. When Liberty realized the customer needed help, she still assisted her after the violent encounter. She handed the lady a pen and paper so she could tell her what she needed. I've had to do it before at Wells Fargo or other places like restaurants when people are ordering and whatnot. Um, she said the lady still acted and looked angry while she was helping her. The store managers were supportive and examined security footage, but no one could determine the identity of the customer. Um, yeah. So do you guys hear these stories a lot, mm-hmm. like in all your culture study mm-hmm. classes? What's the worst one you've heard? If you can recall one, if you can't, if not, um, move on. When cops were trying to pull over a, a deaf man and they were was like having the sirens I'm on. Just and kidding. Stuff. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I couldn't say anyways. I don't that'd know. Be, be just trying worst. to inject more politically <laughs> horrible stuff. Possible, into this. but I, I don't know either way. Um, but he didn't see that they were trying to pull him over. He ended up getting all the way home and then all these cops were behind him. So he was like scared. And then he was out of his car and he lifted his hand to like. Si- like try to show them that he couldn't hear them like uh-huh. gesture to them and when he lifted his hand they shot him and he died oh shoot damn so things like that actually hands happen. up don't shoot yeah, yeah. should have been Quite signs often. up don't shoot that, that's actually a tragic story that sucks yeah. and did awful. they say how long ago that happened or this happened shot. um because uh it's got to be like years. a year ago year ago like from, yeah sheesh Maybe what were you going to say, Dave? You'll give a smile I, I, on your face. I, I said he didn't even hear it. Coming. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that we get that awful. pun out of the way. I'm sorry. That was when awful. Je- Megan currently works at the hotel across the street from UVU, but Jessica, my wife, used to work there before she moved to a different one. And every once in a while, I'd go and visit her. And one week, I visited her, and I was like, it is freaking quiet in here. Why is it so quiet in the lobby? There's a lot of people here, and it's still quiet. And Jessica said, that's because right now, this week, is the deaf convention. And I felt like a dick <laughs> for saying <laughs> that. <laughs> it's still, um, I would use it as a joke later on because I'm that kind of person. But anyway, <laughs> so let's continue. So it says hearing loss. like, can I? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What you're reading right now, like, a lot of words just stand out to me just like, Kind well, yeah, going impairment, on that. all that yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like loss, impairment, problems. Like, I feel like it just sounds like a very hearing definition and like a very like pathological medical view. Yes. On definition. Which it does talk about that, how there's like three different views. Right. I think in the, as far as like medical. Yeah. We can get into that later. Yeah. But. So you can, you can read that now if you're, Let but yeah, see. those things just kind of, they, 
Well, yeah, you study it and it yeah. pops out to you. Like, there's Stands certain communication like, terms. Like, bit. when someone says conflict style, mm-hmm. I won't go into that, but I know what that is. Yeah. And so, when people have different conflicts, there's five different styles that people choose, whether they know it or not. So, it's cool. Like, yeah, when you study these things, whether it be science, whether it be interpreting or sign language or the deaf culture, these things stick out to you. Whereas, if I'm just reading it, it's just, mm-hmm. I just, yeah. it's words to me. Um, so, it says hearing loss may be caused by a number of factors, including genetics, which is most people think of that when they see a deaf person is that fact that it happened at birth. Uh, aging, exposure to noise, some infections, birth complications, trauma to the ear, and certain medications or toxins. Let's see. Let me keep going down real quick. What toxins would make you go deaf? I don't know. Um, toxic people. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. It says, as of 2013, hearing loss affects about 1.1 billion people to some degree. It causes disability in 5% and moderate moderate to severe disability in 124 million people. Of those with moderate to severe disability, 108 million live in low and middle income countries. Of those with hearing loss, it began in 65 million during childhood. Those who use sign language are members of the deaf culture. Now, we'll mm-hmm. talk about this. This is a capital D. It specifically mm-hmm. has that. Um, see themselves as having a difference rather than an illness. Most members of the deaf culture opposite, wait, oppose attempts to cure deafness. Mm-hmm. And some within this community view cochlear implants with concern as they have the potential to eliminate their culture. The term hearing impairment is often viewed negatively as it emphasizes what people cannot do. Um, oh crap, let's see. One sec, one sec. So, I'm gonna do a little more reading and then we can talk about this. Uh, I clicked on deaf culture and there's a whole page on Wikipedia all about deaf culture. Let's see. It says deaf culture, this is probably all gonna sound familiar to Megan, is a set of social beliefs, behaviors, art, literary traditions, history, values, and shared institutions of communities that are influenced by deafness and which use sign language as the main means of communication. When used as a cultural label, especially within the culture, the word deaf uh, is often written with a capital D and referred to as the big D deaf mm-hmm. in speech and sign. Big when used as a label for the audiological condition, it is written with a lowercase d. So if I'm understanding correctly, people who do not believe it's a disability, it's just a another way of living mm-hmm. that they can cope with it and they can have their own culture. Yeah. I think the way they kind of see themselves is just as another linguistic minority. Yeah. So then they spell it with a big D mm-hmm. and the people who think it is a disability and they do want to get it cured by, you know, these people call them, you know, miracles of science as far as the cochlear implant, they spell it with a lowercase mm-hmm. D. Yeah. That's why it was pointed out to me last year when I was in my health communication class it had a section in the book about this big old split in the community as far as the deaf community. And that's why when you see YouTube videos of people getting their hearing back for the first time or that they can hear themselves, there's so many likes on those videos and great comments, but there's also tons of dislikes. And the dislikes come from the community who don't think it's a disability and they think that those people should not, don't need to um, get the cochlear implant. So why is like there we've contacted about it and we've touched on why is like there this big split in the community? I mean, on I'm not like a member of the deaf community yeah. or anything as a hearing person. So I don't, I'm just kind of speaking to experience that of my exposure to it. But I think it just really depends on the individual Yeah, and what they 
perceive. I think that like what you were saying is there there is like, I think, you know, some sort of worry that it might take away some of their culture or kind of put them in an in-between because they're not they're not going to become hearing. But then it's like, are they still considered deaf or like what is that that, you know, it's kind of like that in-between, like, do they have culture at all after that? Yeah, that's a, that's a concern like I've heard raised before but from my experience like at least from like the deaf people that I know and teachers and friends that I've had like the way that they express it is like they just think that it should be the individual who chooses Mm -hmm. to get it themselves and like you know they I think that it just comes back to like the fact that a lot of the time it's like these decisions are made from hearing parents who have hearing doctors who view it as a, a disability cure. and then they need and, to cure it. Yeah. And like something they need to fix and that they, you know, it just, there's not a lot of information on the deaf community on ASL and things like that. Yeah. When, when these decisions are being made. And I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. That- so I read an article. I won't read the whole thing. It's huge, but it's on the insider. And there's like, you know how, like when they, you go down the article and it has the big bold letters. It's just a quote from somewhere right. else in the article. Uh-huh. It says cochlear implants perpetuate the idea that deaf people need to be in quotations fixed. And a lot of deaf people take issue with that, which is what you were saying. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's a story in here where there's a, a kid and for years his parents like told him you need to wear your cochlear implant. And like he would pretend to like drop it in the toilet or he'd pretend <laughs> to like get it. the wire wrapped around a swing. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. And they eventually reprimanded him saying like, no, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until years later that they like let him do what he wants to do because uh, let's see what he says. Mm-hmm. I was repeatedly warned by my parents that the cochlear was essential for me to assimilate into the society and that I would have a very successful future with it, which wasn't true. I have met a bunch of people who had cochlear implant surgery and no longer wear them, he said. Getting cochlear is not the only way for deaf people to be successful in life. Um, yeah, so it's like an interesting... Is that what they call it, getting uh, cochlear? Getting cochlear? Is it like growing, going green? Going green. <laughs> it's like a, a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, so the reason why this came up, and I think we brought this up earlier in the podcast, is that when we brought the movie A Quiet Place, and then we told Spencer about mm-hmm. how, like, oh, yeah, there's a big split in the community because there's the big D and there's the little D. And he's yeah. like, what, what the freak are you talking about? Yeah. Like, he's like, De- being deaf is a disability because in the society that we live in, like, you cannot, yeah. you cannot get further there's impairment Mm -hmm. and then david was schooling spencer and again spencer's i don't know if he's come around like he it was and he wasn't like slam sounds like a very hearing view (laughs) yeah (laughs) david's like wow uh so yeah like spencer he he was more so just shocked like of and it's like he never heard of this dilemma or split in the community if you've never heard of it it is gonna sound weird yeah it is gonna be like no we're all like they're they have a disability because they can't hear and so we can't communicate with them yeah so and i i tried to you know and it's kind of one of those things that's like if you don't have exposure to it why would you even Mm -hmm. realize that it exists like that's something i didn't even know about you know six years ago before i started learning asl so it's like it's not something that the general hearing population unless they've had exposure to it even realizes exists yeah it's like with any kind of culture yeah. like when you know like when i was in philadelphia for a few years like there's a very distinct culture of people who live on the east coast it's very mm-hmm. fast-paced mm-hmm. they wear their emotions on their sleeves you know they're pissed when they're pissed you know they're sad they're just very lively people but from where from in 
Southern California, everyone kind of keeps to themselves. They're more laid back. Mm -hmm. So it's not until, like you said, Megan, that you get exposure to these cultures that you even know that they exist because they're not in your reality. And we know that our experiences shape our reality. So like if I have no experience with the deaf community, I'm never going to understand that that's a completely different reality Mm -hmm. that does exist. It's just not my reality. So, but um, as far as like, so what's your like, your opinion or perspective of, because you've now almost finished your major, what side are you on? I think you mentioned it earlier, but if you can go further yeah. into it. I mean, obviously I don't see it as a disability. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I feel like there's kind of like a running, it's almost like a joke, like that among the deaf community that they like to say is that the only thing that deaf people can, can't do that hearing people can do is hear. Yeah. So it's like, other than that, there's no physical difference, no mental differences. Yeah. Like, just like any other cultural group, they've experienced a lot of oppression and a lot of things, you know, in their history from hearing people that I just feel like, like we talked about before, a lot of hearing people don't even ever realize exists. And I yeah. feel like that's why they need more advocates. Like, obviously, like I said before, I'm not deaf. I, I'm not a member of the deaf community. I never will be because I'm hearing. Yeah. So it, the deaf community is very big on shared experiences so obviously that's not something I can be an advocate and I can support them yeah you know in any way that I can and I can help spread awareness and things like that but mm-hmm. I'll never be one of them yeah so it's kind of like I mean with how does the deaf community feel about and maybe you know the history of this but how did the deaf community first um feel about when he keeps David's got like jokes <laughs> for days just, or something can, <laughs> you can no, say him it's no, fine no, 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 I, uh I so like how did the deaf community first feel about people who weren't there, of who weren't deaf, who weren't part of the community, like learning their language of a sign language and like becoming interpreters as a profession? Did they like frown upon it? Do some um, people frown upon the fact that like, hey, go get your own profession in your own community because we are doing just yeah. fine here? Well, like, how do they? I my I guess my question of, is how they view interpreters. It's kind of mixed because obviously it's like the language spreading is a good thing because that's like the more people are aware of it, the more people that use ASL, the more people that can communicate with. Obviously, that's going to be, I, I mean, at least I think like a good thing yeah. as far as for deaf community, deaf culture, having it expand and grow is awesome. But when it comes to interpreters, I think that it's kind of like a, like they don't like that they need them. Yeah. So there's kind of like maybe a little bit of I don't know. I don't want to say animosity. And, and this goes different from person to person. Right. Just like we obviously. can't say all white people think the same Exa- or yeah. all black so, people think the same. Like not right. all deaf people think the same either. Right. And like I said, I'm not deaf, so I don't know for sure. Like I, I don't want to speak for deaf individuals and their feelings and opinions and stuff. But from like what my experience with it, the way it's kind of been taught to me is just it's like one of those things that's like we know we need you and we don't like that we need you. But uh, we appreciate you. It's like you. a double-edged sword. Yeah. Hmm. So like we, cause there's videos out there too, of going into a different community of like, I guess I'm assuming if, if the deaf has their own community that I didn't know about for a while until like a year ago, like I'm assuming the blind community, mm-hmm. there's gotta be a community with blind, but there's deaf and blind, mm-hmm. good old Helen Keller. Yeah. Um, yep. so with a blind community, I don't know if you, do they go much into other disabilities? Not, oh, I no, wouldn't call it a disability. I don't really know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I call it a disability. We've been talking about it for like 38 minutes. I don't really know much about like. But you've done. I've heard about deaf and blind community. Obviously, yeah. I like tactile interpreting things like that that I've kind of practiced a little bit on yeah. during the Ooh, program. That sounds but, like it would be awful. Because then that's all braille, and they have to do no by, tactile interpreting. Oh, tactile. Is when, yeah, when well, they like so you're you're signing, and then the 
consumer or whoever is receiving it holds your hands like this. So you sign in their hand? Yeah. yeah. So like they like they hold your hands like this and then I would just like sign like normal and then they can just feel like what I'm saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's So it's like a double language basically. Yeah. That's Because I remember insane. the only experience I've ever had uh, with a blind person was when I was working at Wells Fargo, this lady had someone come with her and there was like a certain desk for like people who had wheelchairs or people mm-hmm. want to sit down through the glass and she learned how to fold her money a certain way. If it was like a $10 bill, she would fold oh, it as like, like a hot dog. So she'd fold it long ways. Yeah. That's what she would call it. If it was a smaller bill, she would fold it like in half, like yeah. you would like a hamburger or something like that. So not long ways. So that for her That's from cool. feel, she mm-hmm. knew as a kid or growing up, she was probably like, this lady was probably like in her forties or fifties, but she huh. learned how to fold the money a certain way so that she knew. Just grabbing it. Grabbing it yeah. in her does, wallet was a certain thing. Does, does like money have a certain feel that you can actually tell the difference i wonder i don't blind think people. oh the thread count <laughs> like a, <laughs> well, like a sheet like, like oh this is <laughs> this is egyptian, egyptian cotton uh, money <laughs> this is abraham's face like <laughs> abraham's face yeah. <laughs> like, so but the, for as far as i know unless i'm blind to what science we have in 2018 i don't think there's any surgical thing that just makes people see all of a sudden is there no. i mean I don't know. they have like lasik surgery that helps you like with your sight but yeah, i don't think we like have with with because uh, that's not tech, that's not fully blind. Yeah, I don't. That's and I know there's glasses for people who are like have horrible eyesight where their mm-hmm. their lenses are super thick or they, if they have contacts they're really good. But I don't LASIK know of any. Sounds horrible. Yeah, I know. Just lasers in your eyes. Yeah, just awful needles. It, was it needles? I, I thought it was laser. I think it's lasers. I, I okay, yeah. it's laser. LASIK laser. Yeah, yeah, I guess right. But well, but from what I know is like there's there's certain things we have in society to help people with their vision to improve. But I don't think unless I'm wrong of anything that's like I'm blind and now I see hmm. as far as surgical yeah. things. But like if we're connecting this back to the cochlear, like that doesn't really make deaf people hear. No, no, no. You're right. Oh, let's go into that a little bit. So the cochlear implant, once it's in there, what is it kind of like? It's like, um, I think, I mean, I think it's like it sends codes to your brain and then you have to like learn how to pair those codes with like what sounds. So like you get certain like code sequences and then you have to like learn to teach your brain like oh that code is the air conditioner what or that is so it's like it's n- they'll never hear like so it's how not he- well like what I about hear. those videos where like the person heard their voice for the first time i like, mean they're hearing things but it doesn't sound like what you and i hear because they've never listened to it before so their brain because trying- it's electronic yeah it's not like it doesn't just like a plug then it's like oh now i'm fixed and i can hear it's uh, like a i electronic think it's also a miss yeah, it's not like a hearing aid no, it's yeah. not. So a hearing like, aid for people would be that like. That just amplifies. That would just be like a microphone almost. Yeah. Like, or, yeah. Uh, so that's for people I was assuming who aren't completely deaf. That would be yes. more. A hearing aid would be more in line with like contacts, glasses, and things like mm-hmm. that, where it helps you yeah. with your vision. So I think that's another misinterpretation or uh, misinformation as far as a cochlear implant. It's just every day without studying it, I was thinking like, oh, it completely. Mm-hmm. Helps them hear, which I guess if their brains never heard that, the coding of what the language sounds like, their brain would have to kick into overdrive to like. And they and it doesn't work yeah. all the time either. And then it, I mean, there's a lot of things they do to adjust it and things like that. But yeah, it's like they have to learn how to hear and what they're hearing and what that is. Which could be a whole nother frustration mm-hmm. that they didn't have to deal with in the yeah. first place. Mm-hmm. Which I think that one guy in the article that I read about him pretending that it was broken. Mm-hmm. It's because I think he also said he just got annoyed with having to 
deal with that deal, yeah. extra chore almost. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that you know somebody that it's just a constant ring or something like that? Or? Well, that's one like of the side effects. Oh, like that that's a, a possible effect? side effect. Like you can have the face paralysis because it is like a it's a brain surgery. They put a magnet oh, yeah. in, the, in your brain. So yeah. face paralysis is one of them. That's like a possible side effect. And then also the it's called like ten tinnitus or something like that where it's like a constant ringing in your ear oh, always that's annoying yeah that'd be awful so then so then w- when someone goes who's born deaf mm-hmm. who lives in this community this culture that they've set up i'm assuming as they go through schools maybe deaf schools and, and and interact with people they've adapted to this certain culture and then when they go get the cochlear implant they're technically st- I think we talked about this when we talked about this. They're technically in between cultures almost because mm-hmm. yeah. they're kind of in the culture of people who can hear, but not fully, which yeah, not you've fully, just explained yeah. to us. But then they're also been, have people been shunned from their, the deaf? I guess it depends not on the family and friends. Yeah. It depends on how strong their opinion yeah. is. So then it's almost like they're in both communities. Like what kind of, from anecdotally, like in classes you've, you've, you've uh, studied and, and things you've learned, what kind of stress does that put on those people who are in between both communities where they don't really have a place? Did you um, learn anything in class? We haven't really touched on that like too much. I think it's just mostly like the fact that it makes them like kind of has the potential to make them feel torn like between a, the like two. Like a limbo? Yeah. Like, like where which do one they, do I like commit to? Like where do I identify now? Which something, um, one of the classes I'm in right now actually focuses on different subgroups of deaf culture. So it's called multicultural issues of the deaf world. So there's actually like deaf cultures within culture, like, yeah, like deaf women and yeah. Uh, and okay. like deaf black people, deaf Asians, deaf. So actually um, cochlear implant um, users is like their own little subculture. subculture. If you're yeah. like Asian and have a cochlear implant and deaf. Yeah, all another, kinds of minorities yeah, right there. there. So then, is there a is there a because like a lot? I'm not really f- f- fond of the whole PC culture and people the victimizing of you know it's cool to be the victim. Is there is there part of the deaf community where they feel marginalized or definitely yeah? Well, and I think that's the difference. Like something I was talking to David about after he kind of told me your conversation with Spencer and stuff because Spencer kind of I don't remember how like related related it back to like like black pride and like you know black culture i thought he did oh i wasn't paying attention i think it was on the phone something like that stood out to me is like the difference with that is like kind of like i mentioned before like hearing people don't even realize that the deaf culture really exists yeah let alone the amount of oppression that they have experienced like it's because they don't talk about hundreds on just kidding (laughs) totally kidding (laughs) anyway but i think that it's because like with like black history, for example, you're taught that like from grade school on. Yeah. Everybody knows about black history. Everybody knows about slavery. Everybody knows about the oppression that black people have had to deal with in their history. But nobody knows about, you know, oralism, which is like when deaf people were literally like forbidden from signing in school and what? their hands were smacked and they were forced to try to learn how to speak. Like Even though they can't? Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody knows about that stuff. Oralism so I think... just sounds worse than racism. <laughs> it sounds sexual at the same time. Oh, God. Uh, but I think horrible. that that's like one of the reasons why I feel so strongly about like supporting and being an advocate for the yeah. deaf community is because I feel like awareness needs to be spread and a lot of people don't even realize that you know, this oppression exists. Yeah. So basically, you'd be screwed and marginalized if you were deaf, gay, black, and a woman. Boom. That's like the ultimate. Yeah. And blind. <laughs> and blind. There you go. Yeah. That's crazy. So then what do you want to do with your career? 
as far as once you finish school? Like, do you have an idea of what you want to do? I'm going to start off with interpreting for sure, but I do like try to explore other things that I can do with it. You know, like since I mentioned interpreter burnout and stuff like seems to be so common. Um, One thing that like I know a few friends who are in the program, just like the general deaf studies, not interpreting emphasis or anything like that, have like kind of looked into being more on like the social worker side of it and kind of being more like... um, not placed, but like would help people hearing people who have deaf kids. Cause most commonly, like a lot of hearing people don't realize normally if you're born deaf, you have hearing parents. Like Ah, it's not like the genetic, like deaf to deaf to deaf is actually very uncommon to have like deafness run in the family. So is it kind of like, I'm not compared, trying to compare it, but it's kind of like when little people are born sometimes they have little people well it's a little person that's the, <laughs> that that's PC? politically correct man it's a midget <laughs> uh they're, they're not elves Tom. <laughs> they're little people <laughs> what movie is that on? santa claus santa claus <laughs> i said i think it's jimmy or something like that uh, I don't remember they're right not oh elves they're little people, people. <laughs> uh but for them like there's a percentage of them that are born to regular or normal mm-hmm. sized parents which fun fact we had i knew somebody where they had a few of their, they were, they're both little people and they have two kids that were normal sized. And they said there's like a, like a, it's like a split evenly across three different ways of if you are, um, how determining what kind of kid you will have if you are a little person. Hmm. So they said like one way is you're going to have a normal kid. The other, the other third is, um, you're going to have a, little person size kid or the third option which is a pretty prevalent is that your kid you'll just your kid will die like it's like that's the three different ways like because of i i'm butchering this but they basically said it's it's basically an even cut of how it's distributive how it determines if you're gonna have a big person kid a little person or if the kid just dies because i think they they have now two or three kids, but one of them did pass away like at birth or before the birth even happened mm. because it's just the way it's genetics That's and all that crazy. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the that way, uh, Domus, our friend yeah. who's been on the podcast, has a friend who's a little person. He was the one who worked at Wells Fargo. Yeah, yeah okay. He had the okay. sick haircut. Yeah, he had an amazing haircut. He was, was on He was on the TLC show, Little People or whatever it's called. Hey, you, you were telling me that. Little crazy. People, Big World or whatever. Yeah, and Domus was on it. Yeah, and then you have to have subtitles. Domus was on the Domus show? was the only one who had subtitles when they put it, the closed <laughs> captioning on the when they aired the <laughs> Why, episode. Like, he, he had an accent or something? I don't know. <laughs> it's like everyone else talked. Domus talk- might be hard to understand. <laughs> I guess. Everyone else had regular. I'm like, I'm confused. I didn't- That's funny. So like he was on the show, the cameras yeah. were in the guy's house, but. Maybe they Domus, that he had they, a, I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't speaking clearly. Yeah. Um, Domus knows multiple languages, but not. They're like, all. oh, this guy's tan. He needs subtitles. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> does does the little people have? Do little people have a community? I called the little people community, or is it called the little community? Damn. <laughs> Where are you going to go next? It's called Hobbiton. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just wondering because I would imagine that that there's what definitely that would be like. I don't think it's a literal community. No. Just like how the deaf people, they don't all congregate in. Well. There probably are some communities that do that, right? There's certain There's states, certain neighborhoods, and areas. I mean, well, they have, deaf, they have deaf schools. I mean, they do yeah. have a deaf ward yeah. in Utah. Why does it sound like I know what they're trying to do, but it freaks me out when I'm driving down a street and it says "caution blind kid in the neighborhood" yeah. or "deaf kid." No, it's just like I saw the worst one, which like, was autistic kids at play, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look out for autistic kids running around. <laughs> like, like the way those caution signs. And they give me a horrible image. Yeah. Like, ah. Well, the way those caution signs are, it's like 
That was awful. Are they making him sound like beasts that try to attack your car? <laughs> it's like, I get what they're trying to do. Like, don't drive quickly through this neighborhood. Yeah. But you assume and you associate caution signs with like, watch out. Yeah, it's like almost like Animal Crossing. Like, oh, no, exactly. Gotta... Watch out, deer might jump yeah, into your exactly. car. It's like, I got to look out for a blind person now. Great. Yeah, no. Anyway, so sorry for that tangent. That's the oh, lion man. boys being inappropriate. That was awful. So you want to do interpreting. Mm-hmm. but you are also looking at backup plans. When Now, when they the teacher says have a backup plan, do they also say go with interpreting as a backup plan, like other things, or just something completely different than interpreting? Um, she, like, she, the teacher who mentioned that before didn't say anything specific. Like, she just kind of used herself as an example. Like, she, this particular teacher is, like, a CrossFit coach, and, uh, like, she okay. does all kinds of other things on the side that, like, financially, like, she's a teacher, obviously. So different things, like, to support herself financially that aren't only relying on interpreting. Oh, uh, okay. Because, yeah. So she would still use sign language in some roles, but She's, not necessarily yeah. interpreting. Yeah. Like, I, I Actually, I think she still does interpret right now, just not full-time. Okay. Cool. So if anyone who wants to uh, go into... Well, what advice, kind of finishing this off, what advice would you have for somebody who's thinking about going into exactly what is your major called again? It's a deaf studies major with an emphasis on interpreting. Okay. So what advice would you give somebody who's kind of thinking about doing that? So anyone who's listening to this, if they're thinking about doing it, they can, or they can be like, check out this podcast. Megan knows her stuff and she thinks <laughs> you should do this. I don't know if I go that far. I'm no, I'm no expert or anything. You almost have I'm a bachelor's. Learning, don't sell but... yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think my advice, I think it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. Um, being involved in the deaf community is a, a big part of it and educating yourself or being educated on the deaf community and deaf yeah. culture is really important because also you're facilitating culture, not just languages. Yeah. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. Like this means something else in deaf culture. And if I voice it that way, it's going to mean something completely different mm-hmm. to hearing people like saying hearing impaired as a hearing person. You're like, Oh, I'm being so polite. But you say that to a deaf person and they're like, I'm offended. They're flipping yeah. you off. <laughs> I know that sign language. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, just studying practice, and it takes a lot of hard work, but I think there's a lot of good, like, payoff and benefits with it as well, so. Nice. Boom. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks hopefully for having this, us. Yeah, hopefully this episode's been uh, insightful for anyone who didn't know anything about the deaf community. <laughs> um, do you guys got any big plans the rest of the week? It's only no. Tuesday. Finals. No, is it Wednesday? No, it's Wednesday. Do not Prepping do that to finals. me, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Already over hump day now on to almost Friday, Friday Eve. Eve. Yep, almost Friday Eve. So tomorrow, we're some of us are seeing Avengers Infinity War, so we'll try to review that on Saturday and get that out. Um, we'll see if I can make it to that. Yeah, I'm going to ask Dallin or Phil if they have any extra tickets. Ooh. That way you can just show up tomorrow night. That's fine. So tomorrow, if you can go and That's I can make fine. this happen, yeah. 7 o'clock tomorrow at the me Megaplex in Orem. Yeah. It will be in 3D, though, which I didn't like because I hate 3D movies, but it's the only tickets that they had. Because usually they screen it in IMAX, but this one's like only for the opening night, only 3D IMAX. Sometimes it hurts my eyes. I'm not going to lie. Jessica says the same That's thing. I take it yeah. off. She doesn't get nauseous, yeah. but it just like gives her a headache. Yeah, mm-hmm. just my eyes are just not used to this. and it's like. Mm. So anyway, the reason why, for any people listening, why we would get David on the podcast for this movie review, because he hates Marvel movies mm-hmm. and thinks they're a joke. His face right now. So mm-hmm. every time we have me, my buddy Phil, and Dallin, it's more like an echo chamber of people who geek out over Marvel <laughs> stuff. So we want we want to have some uh, outsider I'm gonna laugh. Not in the Marvel community. What? What is that? I'm gonna laugh if I actually love it. I know. It's like <laughs> I'm going into it with an open mind, but be- I haven't seen the last one. What was the last one? So the, they. So basically, they've had 
one more since. Maybe I need to watch Black it. Panther? Oh. Is that the only thing that they and had? Thor Ragnarok? I have almost all no, of them if you like, want to borrow. Oh, you mean Avengers? Yeah, Avengers. Well, the way it works... Um, Civil War was the last one I saw or something? Like that. Yeah, well, that's... So basically, they do, they've do. they done three phases. Mm-hmm. So they do Marvel movies, like individual standalone movies, and then every phase is capped off or finished off with an Avengers movie. Okay. And the new phase starts. So the first movie of phase three was we Captain America Civil War. Okay. So you've seen... So the last couple ones have been like Thor Ragnarok, and they all... That lead into it. Oh. So this one, Avengers Infinity War, is ten, a culmination of 10 years. of It's all been leading up to this because ever since the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. they've teased Thanos. How many have they had? This is like, this will be like number 19 movies total. No, no, no. I'm talking about Avengers. This will be the third <laughs> Avengers movie. Okay, so but this I one, have seen. This one kind of ties into, there's going to be Avengers Part 4 that comes out next year. Mm-hmm. So instead of waiting like four years for another one, this is kind of like Avengers 3, then there'll be two movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. That movie looked horrible. looks horrible, by the way. We'll see. And then they'll finish <laughs> off phase three with Avengers part four, mm-hmm. and then they'll do a new phase, but most of the actors' contracts are up, so people are speculating that a lot of characters are going to die, Ooh. which could put some stakes, because a lot of yeah. people complain that the Marvel movies don't have any high stakes because yeah. no one like ever dies. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Um, was so the we'll, last one the one with the airport fighting scene? No, that was Captain America: oh. Civil War. So, oh, you, did you watch Spider-Man: Homecoming? Maybe I've never seen any Avenger, uh, Avengers. Well, you have to come look at them anyway. Okay. You have to, but the thing is, you have to watch. You can't just watch Avengers movies because they all connect. Oh, like well then, folks, whoever's listening, this will be That's the last thing I explain. Work, then I'm, I'm just gonna have to watch the movie. Then we'll wrap this up. But uh, all the movies in Phase One lead up to Avengers. Then all, then it goes into this phase two. All those movies connect mm-hmm. and lead up to Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then it starts phase three. All those movies connect. Mm-hmm. So every movie has been building upon each other to connect to this movie. So you'd have to watch all eighteen movies if you have. Yeah, not going to happen. You um, don't. There is lists out there that if you do not want to watch all nineteen, mm-hmm. because the the uh, story of this one is Thanos getting all the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Okay. okay. So they there's a list on the okay. internet that says if you don't want to watch all of them, just watch the ones that mention. The, one of or multiple infinity okay. stones and that connects why is thanos played by two or josh brolin and who's also cable so it was just a contract that like mm. he was in the marvel ones first and technically they're both marvel but deadpool is fox owned mm. and fox owns the film rights to x-men characters oh wait deadpool's but, fox yes oh but there might be a deal where disney's buying out I fox i knew that um cable was in the comic books was two characters actually He's two. Mm-hmm. He's 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 got like this other we're in a different dimension. He's somebody else. Well, no, he is the son of Cyclops. Yeah, so he's the, a time traveler. I don't know that, but like, um, there's I'll have to research that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we'll do that. It'll be the next. I'll do one episode that's a uh, movie review, and then another episode that's a spoiler review. Um. Anyway, Megan, thanks for coming. Boom. Yeah, thanks for having me. David, hey. thanks for coming. Thank you. I'm your host, John Lyon. This is the John Lyon Podcast, and have a wonderful day. Peace.